0: Hi, my name is Mukuka Chipanta. I'm an aerospace engineer and the award winning author of the novel A Casualty of Power. I'd like to invite you to listen to my new podcast entitled Kutika, which means listen in Bemba. Kutika is a collection of short stories written by me and adapted for radio. Each time, I use a different actor to narrate one of my short stories. They are all works of fiction that tackle topical social issues affecting Africa today. The stories are modern, entertaining, and fun, and sometimes quite sobering. I hope you enjoy them. Kutika can be downloaded for free on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, or post a review. It helps others find it, as well as maintain our sponsors. With that said, here we go. A Home Blessing A short story written by Mukuka Chipanta and performed by Nene Nuoko. Part 4
1: Zelda picked herself up from the kitchen floor and wiped away the soap suds from her hands and knees. Scrubbing the floors of the house was the chore she hated the most. Mama Harriet liked her bathroom and kitchen floors swept and scrubbed thoroughly every morning. In Mama Harriet's view, the best and only way to do the job right was to get down on one's hands and knees with a bucket of soap and a study brush. Zelda moved over to the sink and rinsed her hands before patting them dry with a clean hand towel. She then took a few steps to the cooker in order to tend to the sizzling pieces of chicken inside a large skillet. Using a pair of kitchen tongs, she carefully finished out the last few golden tenderloins and set them in a Pyrex dish. As she did, Mama Harriet entered the kitchen. Her jasmine scent filled the room. Is it ready? Harriet asked curtly. All morning on her day off, Harriet had done nothing but back orders from her sofa in the living room. Zelda, sweep behind the bookshelf. Zelda, take down the curtains and wash them. Zelda, do this. Zelda, do that. The poor girl had been chasing her tail the entire time. Yes, ma. I've put it all in the Pyrex dish, as you requested, Zelda replied. Mama Harriet signaled with her hand for Zelda to step aside as she inspected the food. Satisfied, she instructed Zelda to get a dish towel and prepare her wicker basket. Harriet looked down at the floor. There was a wet portion near the back entrance. Ewe, when are you going to finish up, eh? Na twelve koloko ya la kwana. It will soon be lunchtime. Zelda watched from the window as Mama Harriet made her way past the flower bed of yellow and white carnations and walked towards the front gate. Harriet had a red faux leather handbag over her left shoulder and the wicker basket containing the covered dish of freshly fried chicken anchored over her right forearm. She angled herself past the opening in the gate and was soon on the road, headed to the nearby bus stop. Harriet didn't walk so much as she glided, chin held high, ever conscious of onlookers. Zelda breathed a sigh of relief. Finally, a little respite from her relentless taskmaster. Her thoughts quickly drifted to the events of the previous day. She was still puzzled by Emmanuel's unexpected visit. All through the night, she had sat on her reed mat wondering what to make of it all. Why had he come to the house? Was it to tell her something important or to warn her about something? How did he know where she walked? And did Mama Harriet suspect anything? She felt a deep sense of disquiet in the pit of her stomach. She simply had to see him. Mpande was startled by a sudden knock on the door. A folder full of papers almost dropped to the floor, but he cut it against his thigh. Ah, good afternoon, auntie. Mama Harriet walked into the paper-riddled office. Everyone at St. Augustine Parish office knew who Mama Harriet was. She made sure of it. How else could she keep tabs on the goings-on in the church community? there was a relatively new office clerk who had been hired to help the parish office by filing documents, making tea for the priests, and taking care of sundries. Good afternoon, my son, she said. How are you, eh? The young man laid the folder on the desk in front of him and quickly glanced at the wall clock above. It was just before one o'clock in the afternoon. You have come to see Father Chandamfula or Father Emmanuel. Mpande asked as he circled the desk to shake her hand. Mama Harriet set her basket on the floor and greeted him. She then took a seat in a vacant chair and nestled her red handbag in her lap. I'm afraid both of them are not here today. They have gone out of town to the archbishop's office. Mama Harriet's ears perked up. Oh, is something the matter? Is there something I should know about? Not as far as I know. They don't tell me those things, auntie. He shrugged his shoulders. I am sorry, but you have come at a bad time. I can definitely take a message and let them know that you stopped by. Uh Ah-ah, look at this one, eh? Can I not come here to see my son? Even though you do not think of me, Mpande, I always have you in mind. Her flattery made him smile sheepishly. He had a round, oily face. Ah, no, auntie, I didn't mean it that way. I am honored that you came all this way to check on me. "Uh Ah-ah, if I don't check on my son, who will, eh? For a few minutes, they engaged in benign chit-chat before Mama Harriet came to the real reason she had come to the office. She had recalled from her conversation with Father Emmanuel the previous day, that he and Father Chanda would be out of town for a meeting on Monday. Father Emmanuel had not elaborated on the nature of the meeting, but said only that they would return late in the afternoon. Harriet suddenly turned serious. Mpande, are you enjoying your work here at the parish office? Mpande sat up in his chair. Ah, yes, auntie, very much so. But why do you ask? Mpande, this job, the job that you have now, is a very important one. Many, many people would love to be in your position. In fact, I remember a year ago when I was serving as committee chairperson on the parish council, we were overwhelmed by the sheer number of candidates who applied for this same position that you hold today. She stared at him squarely. He felt a chill under his skin. He could feel a climax to her monologue coming, and he knew he would not like it. My son, I clearly remember how we brought down the list of potential candidates to just five people. All very impressive. In fact, after we conducted interviews, the members of the parish board had their minds set on one particular candidate. I believe it was a girl. Highly educated. Top of her class at the University of Zambia. Mpande swallowed hard. Yes, everyone wanted to hire that girl. Everyone, that is, except me. Mpande, it was I who fought for you. Fought for you to be hired above all others. Her eyes narrowed. Mpande, You are my eyes and ears here. Do you understand me? I need to know anything and everything that goes on in this office. She circled a finger in the air. Do you have something to tell me about Father Emmanuel? Mpande's collar was chafing him badly around his neck. He pulled at it. No, Auntie, uh... Something like what, exactly? Her intense eyes seemed to be poking holes in his face. Is Father Emmanuel doing something he should not be doing? No, Auntie, he shook his head emphatically. I... I don't know about anything like that. Mama Harriet stared at him for a moment longer until she was satisfied with his answer. Okay. Mpande, you are a good boy. I believe you, but I need you to keep your eyes and ears open and tell me the moment you see or hear anything. He nodded. Harriet then broke into a smile again, but Mpande was not easily fooled. He could tell that she was not to be crossed. She dipped her hand down to her feet, pulled the wicker basket up, and placed it on the desk the delicious aroma of freshly fried chicken wafted into Impandi's nostrils. My son, I cooked this especially for you because you still have not found yourself a good wife and you need to fatten those bones of yours. Word of Father Chandamfula's misdeeds spread through St. Augustine's parish like wildfire. All the chatter in the pews and in clusters on the church grounds was about how he had been removed from his position as parish priest because he had been caught embezzling church funds. The outrage was understandable because for several years, congregants had sacrificed their hard-earned money to give to the church. There had been never-ending requests to fund the new parish hall, service the parish debt, and provide alms for the poor. There had been second and even third collections during Mass, for causes too numerous to mention. Now, to hear that their money had been misappropriated, that was a bitter pill to swallow. Archbishop Campamba himself had to travel out to St. Augustine to deliver the Sunday homily, to plead for the congregation's forgiveness and announce his interim changes. Young Father Emmanuel Zimba was to assume pastoral duties as head priest until a suitable, experienced pastor could be found. Archbishop Campamba promised that he would take time with his permanent selection to ensure St. Augustine received someone with unimpeachable qualities. Mama Harriet sat through the Sunday Mass in her usual spot, three rows from the altar, next to the centre aisle, fanning herself. She was seething. Like everyone else, she did not see this coming. The dwindling church coffers were not a secret. But somehow everyone, including Harriet, blamed this problem on Father Chanda's lack of charisma and the subsequent faltering numbers of attendees at mass. But now the cat was out of the bag. The real cause of the financial malaise was Father Chanda's pilfering. The rumor going around the parish was that the archbishop had received an anonymous tip. Nobody could quite figure out who that was. But there were some who suspected that the new parish office clerk, Mpande, had sounded the alarm. Harriet soaked in the news, furious that her various sources had failed her. Now she had another score to settle. In addition to unmasking whatever Father Emmanuel was up to with her housemaid, she would have to sort out that useless boy Mpande for withholding information from her. The knock on the padlocked gate outside the parish council office came at around 7.30 in the evening. It was dark, save for the security lamps peeping over tall fences in the neighborhood. The distant barking of dogs could be heard as they roamed inside their enclosed yards. Ndan Yuko, Mishek Banda, the security guard, yelled from behind the gate. It was unusual for visitors to arrive at the office this time of night even though Father Emmanuel would sometimes be in his office until late in the evening. A female voice spoke softly from the other side. I've come to see the priest, she said. A few seconds passed before a peephole in the metal frame slid open. Meshach examined the woman for a moment, still suspicious. He asked what it was about. She responded vaguely but insisted she needed to see Father Emmanuel. Reluctantly, Mishek began to unlatch the gate. He pulled it open. The woman was standing in the dim light cast from a neighbor's security lamp, with her arms hugging her sides as if fighting the cold, even though it was a relatively warm night. Is he here? The woman asked. Is Father Emmanuel in? Mishek eyed her again and then nodded slowly before letting her in. Zelda and Emmanuel sat facing each other in his office, his hands clasping hers, their faces inches apart. I was so worried. I didn't know what to think after you showed up at the house. I didn't hear from you for over a week. I didn't know what was happening. And Mama Harriet, she... I think she suspects something. Emmanuel, I think she senses it. He held her tightly, his mouth so close to her that she could feel his warm breath. I am sorry. I am so sorry. I didn't mean to startle you or get you all worried. This week has been nothing but surprises. My head is still spinning. He took a deep breath. Did Mama Harriet say something to you? Did she mention anything to you about us? Zelda shook her head. No, but I have a bad feeling. I. Emmanuel, I don't know. This whole thing. What we are doing. Maybe. Maybe we should. He quickly put his finger on her lips. I am here now. I am here. We'll figure this out. The two of us. We will figure it out. I promise. <laughs>
0: This story will be continued in our next episode. If you like this story, please subscribe and leave us a rating or post a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me at Chipanta Mukuka on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Check out my website, mukukachipanta.com, for updates and information about my upcoming events. Until next time, stay tuned.